Hurt takes the snap. He's back. He's going to run. He's in! Touchdown! Jalen Hurts! The Eagles are just devouring the Giants. And it is A.J. Brown again! Another touchdown! Hey, welcome back to the uh, the link lineup. This is going to be episode 13. So it's going to be a little different episode today because uh, we didn't get the chance to do a recap of the Eagles-Bucks game from, from last Monday. So we're going to do a re- review show and a preview show. It might last a little longer. Uh, it might not. Um, but I'm Chase, and with me today is Josh. Um, Bryce is doing something with a wedding. I can't remember what it was. So he can't make it, but that's okay. He should be back on Sunday when we do the recap uh, for this upcoming game. Um, so let's 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 talk about it. Uh, the Eagles played the Bucks last Monday. Um, me and Bryce were actually at that game. Super hot, super humid. Um, is borderline miserable at times because of the hum- the humidity and the heat combined. I think if you were watching the game on TV, you saw at the bottom it was 91 degrees outside, but it felt like 101. And this was right as the sun was going down, so the sun going down actually didn't help out a lot at all. Um, so the Eagles won 25 to 11. Um, it was, I would say, it was a a step in the right direction. I'm sure you'll hear that um, amongst other pods um, when, when it comes to the Eagles offense. But I do think this was a step in the right directions uh, for the passing. Uh, I guess part of the offense. Jalen made some mistakes. Um, he he threw two picks. Yeah, it was the the jump ball you want to call it to Devontae, and then whatever that was to DeAndre Swift. Um, but yeah, uh, you know DeAndre Swift did his thing. AJ Brown had 131 yards, nine catches. Uh, Jalen threw a beautiful uh pass. Uh, to what's his name? Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. Ozzy. Yeah, well, yeah, well, Ozzy. Yeah, he, <laughs> a beautiful pass. Um, and he had a great, he had a good game too. He had two catches for what was it, fifty-eight yards. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's 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 a good that's a good start. Um, because I know I was listening to to Rube talk uh, earlier this week, especially on my ride back to um South Carolina. He said that. Pledge hadn't had like a 53 plus yard game since sometime last year. Huh. Um, so there's going this week, there's talks of Alameda case um, being the wide receiver three going forward. And uh, we'll have, a, have an opportunity to uh, to make that statement that he should be there um, because I believe Quez is going to be out this week as well. Um, so, uh, so Josh, tell me, tell me your overall feelings about the offense. Uh, know coming from this game uh yeah so i mean i think it felt during the game like a step in the right direction for the passing game um though i mean at the end you look at jalen 23 for 37 you know ideally the uh completion percentage would be a bit higher but it was raining you know um but i'm just i'm thoroughly impressed by deandre swift so far uh for the second game in a row he just really wowed me um I mean, I had high expectations for him coming into the season, but I did not think that he was going to do this well. I mean, he looks like the best back we've had since LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had anybody, I think. I mean, I guess you can make a case about like maybe Jay Ajayi. 
you want to. And I mean, Miles Sanders was up there, just but he wasn't in the same ballpark as Shady. Um, but yeah, DeAndre Swift has like I I believe everybody between me, you, and Bryce, we were all we all had high hopes for DeAndre Swift. But uh, to see what he's done these past two games has this is so fun to watch. It is very fun to watch, and you know I know the theme. Uh, around you know Eagles Twitter and like the beat writers is why did Kenneth Gainwell get those carries in that first game? No, nobody knows. Nobody knows. But you know, DeAndre Swift has been amazing. But uh, go ahead, go ahead, continue. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh, it feels like he's really taking advantage of just like how good our offensive line really is. You know, like Miles Sanders, you know, he put up numbers especially last year, but uh, it always felt like the right back could get more out of the opportunities. And uh, I mean, DeAndre Swift's really showing that. I mean, you look at him compared to Kenneth Gainwell last game, uh, 16 carries compared to 14 carries, but you know, Swift had 130 yards to Gainwell's 43. So it's really just, um, like I said, he's just taking advantage of the opportunities that our offensive line's giving him. And uh, it's fun to watch, man. I love, I love watching him run. It's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I do think so. Obviously, there's going to be people that want to take it to the extreme and say, you know, just don't give Kenneth Gainwell um, any touches and you give DeAndre Swift all of them. DeAndre Swift is not, in my opinion, built to be like a like a bell cow like running back. So I do think, like in the fourth quarter, you saw nothing but Kenneth Gainwell carries. And that's what you need because, you know, we need somebody to take a little bit of load off of DeAndre Swift because – I mean, he's getting hit out there. I mean, he's not the biggest back in the world. So I think I think Kenneth Gainwell is like a, a perfect pairing with him. And I know he's not as explosive as him or even Boston Scott. But I mean he gets he he he's solid. He's as solid as they come. Um he doesn't he doesn't get these big explosive plays that you'll see out of the inner swift, but he'll get you a couple yards here and there. And at the end of the game, that's what you need. Is you need somebody that can get you two, three yards every play. Um, that way you can kind of grind the you know the the game out and keep the clock running. Plus, he, he doesn't really – I don't think he's turned over the ball a lot since we've had him. Um, I can't think of a time where he had fumbled the ball. Uh, so, obviously, the, co- the coaching staff trusts him. Um, do, you know, do you know if a time if he fumbled the ball? Uh, you're muted, by the way. Um, no, he's he hasn't fumbled in a couple of years. He uh, has two fumbles his rookie or had two fumbles his rookie year. Um, but that's about it. So, yeah. yeah, he's solid. Not bad. I think the only thing that I would give him credit for, as far as turnovers go, um, in the past two years is um, last year on Monday Night Football when we played the Vikings. I believe Jalen threw a, like a screen pass to him and, and uh, tipped for off his hands and turned him, it turned into be an interception. So, uh, like he's he's solid. He's very solid. Um, like I said, nothing spectacular, but he'll get the job done. He'll take some carries off the under Swift, you know, uh, off his hands. And then also, Boston Scott wasn't playing this game. He'll get a couple carries here and there as well. Um, but overall, offense, they did good. Um, and, you know, we played the Bill Belichick tree um, with Todd Bowles, uh, Brian Flores, and then, of course, Bill Belichick himself. Uh you know, they were throwing some exotic defenses at, at Jalen. I believe Jalen got blitzed, if I'm not mistaken. It was like it was a crazy amount. 
it was almost like 51% of the time, 52% of the time. Mm. Um, and so Dallas Goddard said, he got interviewed this week and he said that, you know, going forward, like they expect defenses to play like a normal defense, not like a drop eight in coverage and you know, let Jalen try to find an open guy. So, you know, going forward, I expect to see the offense pick up some more steam and, you know, it's not about how you play right now. It's, it's about how you play towards the end of the year. Um, as long as you get better and you don't regress, that's, that's a good sign. And they've they've improved week by week. Uh, now, uh, we can talk about the defense real quick. Um, Reed Blankenship is is a a guy that I enjoy watching. He seems to be very solid. He doesn't miss a lot of tackles. He did miss one tackle um, in the game that I can remember. But the pick he had was great. Just kind of read the play, and he, you know, he made it. He made the the pick. Uh, you know, he'll come. He'll come from the safety spot, uh, and he'll he'll make an open foot tackle on on the running back coming out of the backfield. You know, it's it's nice. He's very consistent. Um, you know, he's one of the best safeties, like the best prospect safeties we've had uh, in a long time. That like is homegrown. Cause we had CJGJ last year, you know, we got him from the Saints, uh, but I can't think of another safety that we had like just like we had him first, and he's kind of grew with us in a long time. I think the the last one's probably Michael Lewis in the early two thousands. So he's, I was going to say, I can think of a lot of bad ones that we've had from the beginning. But, yeah, uh, yeah. No, there have no. been there have been some bad ones. There have been some very bad ones. Yeah, um, yeah. I can I can think of plenty of bad ones, but like, like you said, I mean, I can't remember the last time we had a, a homegrown safety prospect like him. I mean, he's legit. I, uh, I, I mean, I wasn't concerned coming into the season, but you know, there was some doubts. I mean, he didn't. Uh, you know, he came on late last season. He was, you know, he played solid. But uh, I think he had four starts coming into the season. Yeah, something like that. Because um, I know he started when uh, when Gardner Johnson got hurt last year, I believe. The Packers. Yeah, that was. I think that was his first game back, or his first game starting. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's definitely surpassed my expectations. Uh, I love like watching him. He's fun to watch. He's very solid. You know, he, I know he had the one missed tackle, like you said, but uh, um, yeah, I think he's a keeper. I mean, I like him. Yeah, uh, he's awesome to watch. And speaking to young people that are fun to watch, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter are. They are. It is, it is so fun watching them play. Um. You know, I was in the stands and I got I got so excited. You know, I tapped Bryce and be like, "Hey, look, Jalen Carter's in," or "Hey, look, both of them are in." Yeah. You know, it's it was just this must watch TV. I said it before and I'll say it again. It's just must watch TV for an Eagles fan. Um, you know, those two guys are, you know, they're they're doing their thing. Um, Jalen Carter had half a sack, um, and then Fletch had half a sack as well. You know, Jordan Davis did his thing. You know, he had. He had three tackles. Um, definitely, you know, plotted up some holes. Um, and then obviously on that safety, I believe Jalen got double teamed. Jordan Davis got double teamed, and they basically just opened up. Let Nicholas Morrow just basically just run straight through to get the safety. Um, so those two guys are so fun to watch. Um, they are they're they're so good, and the future is so bright with these guys. Um, and they're only going to get better from here. Jordan Davis didn't have a lot of playing time last year. 
started to come around like week seven or so. Then he got hurt. Uh, but to see him, you know, go in the off season, lose a little weight and just kind of take football seriously was a step in the right direction. And then it is showing um, on the field, all the hard work he's, he's done. It's, it's just, it's just fun to watch. Um, and then, you know, even Nolan Smith got a, got a quarterback hit. He, he hit, he hit Baker. He hit Baker hard. Oh yeah. He crushed him. He did. And you know, it's nice to see him get involved as well. Um, Cause you know, he, in my opinion, he's better than Derek Barnett is. And Derek Barnett gets way too much playing time. Um, in fact, I'm looking at the box score here. I don't see Derek Barnett anywhere on this, uh, this box score. I know he was out there. So, um, but yeah, the, the only the only concern I have is obviously it's on Reddick. Um, still hasn't like registered. A, I don't think a stat this year so far. Um, but uh, what do you think about the defense um, as a whole? Um, yeah, I think you put it well. I, yeah, I didn't realize that uh, Son Reddick. I, I think you're right. He still hasn't registered a stat this year, which is weird. I mean, I've seen him out there, but uh, I can't say enough about Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. Um, it just get me excited when I see them. In, like when I see them lining up, I'm just excited to see what they're going to do that play. Um, I can't, the, uh, that strip sack that Jalen Carter had, or I don't know if it, like where he punched it out. Oh, the, the, not the, yeah, not the strip sack, basically the, the forced front up the field and do the peanut yeah. punch. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, that was the most fired up I got the whole game. I was watching that. Um, I mean, he's just a monster. He's, uh, I think his name's what baby Rhino and, uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, he's on. I mean, he looks on borderline unstoppable out there. If you don't double team him, he's going to cause issues. Um, and Jordan Davis. I mean, I uh, loved him coming out of Georgia, and but I know he had the questions about like if he was going to be a three down player because of I think partly play style, but all I had to do with his stamina and just ability to stay on the field. And so, like you said, I mean, it's great to see that he's really taking football more seriously now and, like, lost some weight, definitely, uh, you know, just working on his game. And, uh, and like you said, the future is so bright for those two. Um, it's just – it's fun to watch. I mean, for a team that builds through the trenches and appreciates good defensive line play so much, it's amazing to have two guys like that. Um, I, I got a question for you, though. Sure. Right now, do you think that – I do – do you think that Jalen Carter is our best defensive lineman? I think it's as far as talent goes, absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, um, but I know he's already, like, drawing some comparisons to this guy, but, like, he's, he's like Aaron Donald. Um, you know, he can play all three downs. He's great at stuffing the run. Great in, you know, pass rush. Uh, and, like, what was awesome about that play you mentioned, the fumble, is – you know, I don't. I can't remember who fumbled it. Um, I cannot remember if it was Rashad White or if it was somebody else. I think it was Rashad White. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, it was Rashad White. So like Rashad White was like seven, eight yards down the field. You know, and yeah. so Jalen Carter was already rushing the quarterback, and then turned around, ran eight yards down the field, and punched the hell of that ball. Um, awesome. This is awesome. Very exciting. Uh, you know, maybe it's because I've kind of grown up a little bit, kind of, you know, paid more attention to football and like the like the trenches. 
Uh, I know Bryce gets excited about it, but whenever, obviously, whenever I was younger, you know, the skill guys were like the the coolest picks in the draft and stuff. Yeah. And you know, I remember I would get upset because we we would draft like a lineman. I was, yeah. you know, I was I was excited about Jalen Carter, but obviously, you want the the flash. But man, just like you you right now when I watch the game, I just I pay attention to Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. Like it, it just, they're just so fun to watch. They're so young. They are so young. Um, that is crazy what they could become, especially if they can continue to you know, work on the craft and just get better every day. Uh, there's no telling what you know the ceiling could be with those two. But, but yeah, uh, one last thing I want to touch up on um, before we kind of move on to the the preview uh, is well, actually, there's actually two things. Um, First thing I want to talk about is Nicholas Morrow is is great. Um, he's he's not maybe I'm being I'm over exaggerating it, but like he he hasn't done anything where I was like, man, there he is making the making a bad play. You can't make you can't point your finger at him on like a bad play. At least at least not making it where it's like glaring like glaringly obvious as him. Um, he's been solid. Uh, he's been very solid. Um, he's flying over the field. He had two tackles uh, this past game. Both of them were for loss. Uh, one with the safety, and I cannot tell you the other one, but that's okay. Uh, just know that it was a tackle for a loss. That Cunningham has also been solid. Um, he struggled in pass coverage, but it seems like this week he uh, he, he sets up his game a little bit. Um, that's something you want to see. But, like, you got to remember who these guys are, and I said it, I believe, two weeks ago, or maybe last week, I can't remember. But remember, Nicholas Morrow... Uh, got cut even on the practice squad, and Zach Cunningham wasn't on a team until uh, like the second week of preseason. So they're exceeding expectations by far. Um, even though even though Zach Cunningham is struggling in you know pass coverage, um, he's he's being he's an awesome like run defender, and he is always flying to the ball. Uh, he had four tackles uh, this past game, so even he's there. He's there. Um, but the last thing I want to talk about, um, and then I'll let you have your final words before we move on is Britton Covey, um, was awesome. He is, he was very awesome to watch. Uh, I know, I think I shit on him, uh, last episode, maybe the episode before that because of the fumble, but he was, he's very fun to watch. He is, you watch him in person, you can you can see like the quickness um, and he's not like super fast, but he's quick and he'll, he'll, he makes these great cuts. Um, now there are some times where I question his, uh, you know, his decision, for example, he's running backwards. And he like, he's had to return the ball. that was going to definitely go out of the, the end zone. He made oh, that yeah. to 20. Um, but point, point being is he had a 52 yard punt return. That's great. And that was, that was exciting. Um, he's really stepped it up, um, especially coming from his first couple of games as an Eagle. So I'm, ex- I'm very excited to uh, to see him continue to grow as well. Um, any last words before we move on to the uh, preview? Um, not much, just to touch on the linebackers a bit. I mean, like you said, both Morrow and uh, Cunningham have both been very solid. They haven't made a lot of mistakes, and especially Morrow, there's not really a lot where you can point to, like, oh, that was him messing up. And uh, that's really all we need from them. I mean, we have so many great players around them on the defense, on the line, at the corner. 
that really we just need them to play, be solid. Like we don't need them to be superstars. We don't need them to play outside of their capabilities. We just need them to just do the not the bare minimum, but you know, do just kind of do their job, minimize mistakes, and just be solid. And that's they're doing that so far. So, um, and shout out to Sean Desai. He's been he's been awesome so far. Um, definitely. So far, less frustrating than Jonathan Gannon was. Um, he seems like he will be aggressive when he needs to be, um, and he will be conservative when he has to be. Uh, so yeah, uh, going forward, uh, the previous uh, this will be the preview show now. Uh, so let's talk injuries first um, to kind of set the tone uh, of the game. As of now, uh, Eagles have two players out for Sunday's game: one being Sidney Brown, the other being Quez Watkins. And Justin Evans, I believe, was a full participant today, but he's listed as questionable. I expect him to play. Um, so, yeah, uh, Sidney Brown played a lot of nickel cornerback um, last game. Uh, they swapped him and Bradbury out quite a bit because um, they wanted Josh Job to also play the outside. Um, so, kind of sad because Sidney Brown definitely got some playing time. I think he hurt himself on that Mike Evans uh, pass defend. Defense, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, those two are out. And then as far as the commanders go, I think they have all their starters available. Uh, they do. The only person that's out is Chris Rodriguez. I believe that guy came from Kentucky. So um, the line right now is set, I believe, when I checked this morning, was equals minus nine, which I believe it still is. So Offense, our offense versus their defense. Um, yeah, so they obviously have two great defensive tackles um, with Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat. Um, we got Chase Young as well, who I think is a bust. Um, so their, their line's okay. I think they are more well-equipped for pass rushing rather than uh, stopping the run. I think, and I think our offensive line will will do pretty good against against them. Um, when it comes to passing the ball, I think we will have times where we have pressure, um, and then Jalen Hurts will have a defender right in his face. But I I do think we'll run all over his team. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, if what's the name? Emmanuel Forbes is that the cornerback name? Uh, the rookie. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, AJ Brown outweighs him by seventy pounds. <laughs> Um, so if you see AJ and Emmanuel together, um, let him out muscle him, uh, cause 70 pounds is a lot of weight to give up uh, going to go, just in any situation, no matter what it is, fights, football, basketball, whatever you, whatever you can think of, it's a lot of weight. So I'm going to do this, Josh, give me, give me your player to watch on offense, uh, this week. It's funny you mentioned Emmanuel Forbes because I think the player to watch on offense this week coming off of, a, I'd say, a, a quiet game against the Buccaneers is Devontae Smith. Yeah. And uh, the reason I brought up Emmanuel Forbes, for those who don't know, uh, last time Emmanuel Forbes lined up against Devontae Smith, uh, Devontae Smith had 203 yards and four touchdowns. So what? Um, I don't think he'll do that this game, but it'd be cool. It'd be good for my fantasy team. Yeah, definitely help Pence. Yeah. You know, Devonta Smith will always be a player to watch. Uh, definitely. 
um, you know, I was going to pick him. Um, but for the sake of being different here, uh, I want to pick Alamade the case. Uh, I believe that this is going to be his game where, you know, he could definitely pencil himself in as the starting slot receiver going forward, especially if he has a good game uh, this week. Uh, from what I've seen um, in the other games he's played so far, I feel like he he's been solid, even though he hasn't got he wasn't getting targets in the I believe the second game and the first game. He's been solid, you know. He's he's decent against the uh, he he's a good he's a decent run blocker. Uh, and then when he gets when he gets the ball, you know, he was a running back at some point, so he he does have that a little bit of like you know yard after catch. Um, so. You know, he's an interesting player to watch, and he's who I would keep an eye on. Um, he won't obviously he won't go off for like 18 catches, 240 yards, three touchdowns, but he'll have like he could have three catches for 70 yards and maybe a touchdown or some, something along those lines. Um, but um, yeah, you know, the Washington defense. I don't know what the, what they rank right now. Um, defensively, I do know that they let. Denver put up quite a few points on them early. Um, they struggled to beat them. And then the Cardinals had the lead on them early, too. Uh, so, yeah, I, don't they did. I don't know if uh, you're looking up the ranks right now, but uh, whenever you whenever you do, let me know, and uh, I'll, let you, I'll pass the mic to you. Um, but, yeah, you know, going forward, um, I can see the Eagles, this is going to be the game where they kind of, you know, show signs of what what we had last year. Uh, the passing game could take off, but you know, obviously, our identity right now is running the ball down teams' throats um, until they can stop it. And most teams haven't been able to stop it yet. Um, but you got anything yet? Uh, so this one source says they're twelfth in defense. What? Um, so. Looking at what I have from ESPN is they average two or two hundred nineteen yards uh passing uh per game and then hundred twenty eight uh yard rushing per game. Um if you want to compare it, uh they have hundred twenty eight yards rushing allowed, we have forty eight point three. So a little or about eighty yards difference, and then they allow two hundred nineteen yards passing, we have, we allow two hundred and seventy five. You know, we'll see what happens. But like I said, I think this is the game where the passing offense kind of steps up and kind of takes over and gets in the groove. Um, it was said on BGN because I was listening to that as well. Um, you know, the Eagles haven't had a Sunday to Sunday like schedule yet. They played Sunday, Thursday, and Monday, and now it's Monday, Sunday. So starting this week, um. We finally have like a decent schedule, and we can finally kind of get a routine. I feel like that might have something to do with it. Uh, it won't have, it won't be every, uh, answer to you know all the problems, but it might have something to do with us like kind of not being in rhythm. Um, but but yeah, um, got any bold predictions going into this this Sunday? Um, I'll make a bold prediction. I think it's going to be our best passing game against Washington since that Monday night game with Vic uh, back in the day. That was a beautiful game. That was, a great game. Gonna, that was a great game. 
Um, yeah, I think we had like we had 35 points like 10 seconds into the second quarter. Uh, first play wasn't it like a play action? Um, and then it was Sean Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think uh, and more realistically, I think I think it might has a good chance to be our best passing game of the season so far, just by the nature of playing against a non Belichickian defense. Um, you know, they're not going to let us run all over them. They're going to commit more people to the run, I think. So there's just going to be more space for our playmakers to make plays. Um, I'm really interested to see what Zacchaeus does with this chance to really secure that slot receiver spot or that third receiver spot, you know, from uh, Quez Watkins. I think that he has the talent to do it. And I mean, Quez has had every opportunity in the world over the past, like dating back to the beginning of last season. And uh, he hasn't really like grabbed it, you know? So I think, uh, you know, if Ozzy has a great game or, you know, depending on how long Watkins is out a couple games, um, he could definitely, solidify that spot on the death chart, I think. So I'm really curious to see um, how he does. Yeah, uh, two things. One, I'm glad you mentioned um, the they're not going to let the Eagles run all over them because at some point this year, teams are going to try to stop running, especially especially if it keeps on happening and we keep on running all over teams, they're going to commit to the run. That's going to open up the passing game. Um, so at some point, you're going to see the passing offense take off. Um, it might be this game, um, especially because now the – I feel like things will go to normal just because of like who we're playing now. I know Jack Del Rio is, he's a he's a good defensive coordinator, but like he's not like super aggressive, and he's not going to throw like exotic defenses um, just for the sake of confusing Jalen Hurts. Um, and then two, you know, I could see, I could see the Eagles trading Quez for uh, a slot corner at some point, um, especially if uh, Oz does, you know, play well. Um, and he's like solid. So, you know, be on the lookout for that, especially, like I said, if, if he plays well, this game takes over that slot wide receiver spot. I can definitely picture a, like a, like a, I guess I don't want to call him like a struggling wide receiver because he's not, he's not struggling. He just, he is struggling. You know, screw it. A struggling wide receiver for maybe like a struggling slot cornerback, like a one for one type deal. And then hopefully, when that trade happens, it pays off. Uh, you know, uh, An interesting yeah. wrinkle to that is uh, <clears throat> Quez Watkins is actually a free agent after this season. So whatever team does trade for him will probably be a rental. And it also makes me curious, you know, if there is interest in him, that might actually give us incentive to hold on to him and try to get a comp pick. Right. Let him leave that way. So um, unless we were able to get, you know, like a fourth rounder for him or something or a comparable player, yeah. um, we might just hold on to him. Yeah, and the thing about Quez is he has like a I won't I won't say elite traits because he's not he doesn't have like anything like super elite besides speed, but like it's like a it's like something that teams look at and you know, he has elite speed. Um it just seems like sometimes he, he gets a little lazy um, with his route running. And you know, I think last year you got to see some of that, um, especially whenever it was against the Bears and I believe maybe the Saints, not sure, or the Cowboys. And then definitely in the Super Bowl when he just he could have laid out and got the ball. But we won't talk about that because I don't want to cry today. So but yeah, uh this is gonna be a Dallas got a revenge game. They took him out last year. Um and then obviously the Eagles might still be they, they remember who beat him last year and who, you know, knocked him down. Um so I don't expect them to take this team lightly. So but yeah. 
Uh, any final words before we move on the defense? Um, not really. I think uh, it sums it up well. Yeah. Um, I think DeAndre Swift has a good game this game as well. Um, I don't think he's going to go off for 130 or 170. I think he will hover around the 80, 90 yard range. I do think he'll get more involved um, in the passing game. Um, you know, screens and maybe little Texas routes. Um, but be on the lookout for that. And then obviously Boston Scott's going to be back. So it'll be interesting to see if Shot Penny is active or not. But yeah. I could definitely see Drondre Swift. Uh, like you said, probably not. He won't get 130 yards on the ground, but I could see him getting close to that when you combine uh, like total yards. Yeah. We'll see. I think at some point this season, the passing game is going to give him quite a few yards. And uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Defense versus offense, man. Um, the, I believe the Washington's offensive line has allowed 19 sacks this year. I believe none of them were allowed last week against the Bills, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and guess what? We have an elite defensive line. So, you know what that means? Should take advantage of their offensive line. Um, Sam Howell is... I don't know what to think of Sam Howell, to be honest with you. Um, he shows signs of like being like a competent quarterback, and then he has games where he throws... What was that four interceptions, something like that? Three interceptions, two? I think it was, I want to say three. Yeah. I think with Sam Howell, he's so young. He's like younger than Jalen Carter. He's 22, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, he's got a lot of growing to do. It's just a matter of how patient they're going to be with him. I think, you know, if they put the time in, he could develop to be a solid quarterback. But like I said, I mean, he's, he's 22. He's, I mean, he's not ready right now. I mean, he, he has weapons. Like this, this, Andrews offense has weapons. They have um, Brian Robinson. They have Terry McLaurin. They have Jahan Dodson. Uh, I feel like I'm missing another wide receiver. Um, uh, I think sure. um, I mean, now, they still have Jameson Crowder. That's, that guy's been, that's been Brown. Brown. Maybe they, maybe they don't have a third wide receiver. I don't think they have a third wide receiver. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Logan but, Thomas, the tight end. Yeah. Well, no, no. Logan Thomas is ass. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he has he has two solid receivers. He has Ron Robinson in the backfield. Uh, he also has Antonio Gibson, who hasn't yeah. had a great year so far, but he's a, he's a solid back. So he has weapons. He doesn't have an offensive line. Um, he's going to make mistakes. He's young, um, especially whenever pressure gets in his face. You know, younger quarterbacks tend to get happy feet and try to force the issue and. No, it can lead to big plays, but more more often than not, it's going to lead to um, a mistake. Um, so, who who on this Eagles defense are you uh, looking at um, this matchup? Aside from the uh, aside from Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, because I feel like that's just too easy of an answer. Um. I'd like, I mean, I, I hope Nolan Smith gets some more snaps this year or this game. I'd love to see some more out of him. Um, I mean, we're just so deep, it's hard to get him on the field. Um, well, we can we can get Lefty if we get rid of Derek Cornette. I, I mean, we can only hope. Yep. Uh, but until that happens, I mean, yeah, I'd like to see more out of him. I'd like just to see him, period. Um, not that he hasn't 
perform when he's on the field. He just, like I said, it's hard to get him out there. Um, if we're going to keep moving, uh, you know, Bradbury into the slot, I'd like to see how Josh Job does against, uh, uh, you know, either of the, uh, oh, Curtis Samuel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The third receiver. So any of them, any of the receivers, uh, McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel. Um, because I mean, I have I have hope for him long term, and Slay and Bradbury are getting up there. So, um, at some point, we do have to you know develop some more outside corners. So I wouldn't mind you know seeing how he does against this matchup. Glad you brought that up because my eyes won't be on Darius Slay going up against Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson and anybody else really. Um, it's like Darius Slay could have a big game, um, especially going up against younger younger quarterback. Um. You know, quarterbacks find favorites. Um, D- Jahan Dotson is not his favorite. I picked him up fantasy. Um, just hadn't thrown his way a lot this year. But, you know, they have favorite targets, and they might force the issue whenever things aren't going well. And I, I'm assuming they won't be going well in the run game, so he's going to have to make a play. And so it might be a jump ball situation with him and you know, Terry McLaurin, and we see if Darius Slay can, can make it happen. I know he got beat for a touchdown against Mike Evans this past past Monday. Um, wasn't too bad, but, I mean, we were also playing, like, super soft. But, you know, uh, we paid Darius Slay a lot of money for these big-time matchups, and I, I hope hope he comes through. Um, I, I've lo- I love what Darius Slay has done this year so far, and um, it'll, be, it'll be fun to watch to see how he, how he does. But at the end of the day, the biggest matchup to look at is their offensive line versus our defensive line, and there could be there could be there could be some breakout games this game. Um, you know, uh, what's the name? Wiley uh, is a tackle. He I think he averaged or he had like the most sacks allowed last year. Um, and of course, in Super Bowl, he didn't allow one sack because that grass was a hash. You know, Hassan Reddick's probably going to line up against him, and uh, it's going to be a nice little Hassan Reddick revenge game where he shows that, hey, I can beat you, and I'm going to get around you. Um uh, be nice to see him kind of get a sack or two or three or four. Uh, but, but, yeah, I feel like we match up very well against this team. Um, I can see why the spread is nine. Uh, I can see it being a double-digit win for the Eagles. So... But yeah, uh, we'll move. We'll go to the predictions now, I guess, and then we'll uh, wrap this thing up. Um, score predictions. I wish I asked Bryce what his score prediction was so I could put it on here, but I forgot. I forgot. Um, but yeah, so uh, I obviously have the Eagles winning at home. Thank God it's a one o'clock game because I'm I'm so tired of the the primetime games. I like the four o'clock games. Well, what's your, what's your opinion on the on the times? What give you give me a power ranking? So like, okay. so we'll do this. So one o'clock, four o'clock, Sunday night, Monday night, and then Thursday. Give me your power ranking. So I'm a bit biased because normally if the Eagles play at one o'clock, it's not on my local channels. Right. So for the longest time, for years, I had to like find a stream online or something, or sometimes I couldn't watch the game, especially growing up. But overall, it's tough to say. I mean. I will say, I think, I mean, I like the primetime games. 
but I get tired, man. I'm old. So I'm going to probably say Monday night is last. Monday night's rough. Monday night Monday is night's rough. rough. Monday night last. Sunday night. I mean, it's tough to say second to last, but I just I prefer an afternoon game. So I'd probably say like from worst to best, Monday night, Sunday night, one o'clock, four o'clock. Thursday nights is somewhere in between. Thursday nights somewhere between Monday and Sunday. Uh, if I had to rank them, so I have the best schedule in the world uh, when it comes to work. Uh, I get Sundays and Mondays off, so um, the Sunday night thing doesn't affect me as much. So Sundays I can I can drink all I want and. So my rankings go like this. Uh, Monday night football is dead last. Uh, my Monday is a Tuesday, and so having to wake up early with staying up late is rough. So Monday night's um, last. Now, here's where it gets tricky. Uh, because I love Thursday night football. I love I love the I love the broadcast. Um, if you haven't watched Prime Vision, like watch the game using Prime Vision. It's with all 22 camera. You can see everything you want to see. Uh, I love it. Uh, but Al Michaels is rough right now. Uh, for anybody who's watched a Thursday night game recently, he's rough. So I'm gonna have to put Thursday night at four. Man. So I'll put I'll put one o'clock at three. Um, Sunday night at two because, like I said, I, I'm off Monday, so it doesn't affect me. I like I like night games, and then that four o'clock window is perfect because. You have you have the games that you can watch red zone from one to four, four fifteen, four twenty five, whenever your team starts, and then so you don't you don't miss a lot because there's only like three or four games at the four o'clock window, so mm-hmm. you don't miss a lot. You just watch red zone, see everything you need to see, and then four o'clock comes around, you're locked in on your team. Um, I understand your your thing about you know one o'clock games kind of suck because you know I believe you have the commanders. Uh, games uh, locally for you. I had the Falcons or the Panthers um, right. locally where I'm at. So that's the worst part about it is because I'm in two uh, two teams is like area. So like if the Panthers play at four, normally for anybody else that's an opening for your favorite team to play, they're good. Not not in this case because if the Panthers play at four, guess what? The Falcons are probably playing at one. So sucks, but. But yeah, four o'clock, uh, four o'clock Sunday night, one o'clock Thursday. No, screw that. Monday night, one o'clock Thursday night. I love Thursday night. Sunday night and the four, the four twenty-five, four fifteen. Yeah, I love it. But I am excited for a one o'clock game. Um, a Sunday game. A Sunday game is great because uh, we haven't had one since the beginning of the year. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's get to the predictions and we can wrap this the show up and get on. Get up on out of here. Uh, I had the Eagles winning, obviously. It's four. I give it a yeah. Probably predicted this multiple times so far this year, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again anyway. Thirty four seventeen. That's uh, that's my prediction. Um, I think it's a nice, comfortable win, and I think we we as Eagles fans feel good. Uh, game, and look forward to talking about it uh, Sunday afternoon with you guys. Uh, so, what is your score prediction? My score prediction is going to be it'll be close. It'll be 31 to 13. 31-13. That'd 31, be a great 13. game. 
That would be a great game. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, what, yeah, I think 31-13. They'll, they'll get the one touchdown, the Reds, or the Commanders, and then other than that, they'll only get a couple field goals. And then uh, I could see us getting more than 31. I just want to be, like, conservative. I don't want to predict, like, a 30-point blowout. But I do think this is a game that could get ugly early, and we could run up the score. But I'll say 31. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was going to say, too, is – this is one of those games that you like. So the commanders got their ass whooped, right? I don't see this commanders team as a team that will bounce back and can't bounce back. I think they got they got beat by the Bills, and they see the Eagles coming. Or well, they're coming to the Eagles, so they see the Eagles on the schedule, and they're like, "Man, this is not the game to bounce back." Like you know, the game after, sure, but I don't think that. This team is equipped to bounce back, especially not with uh, Sam Howell at quarterback. I think Jacoby Brissett is probably the better quarterback um, on that roster, and I will I do see him starting at some point, especially if things get ugly. But it could be a blowout. It could be it could be. That's what I'm gonna say. Uh, I'll hope for it too, because it's gonna be a fun time Sunday when we talk about it. If that's the case, um, but. Any last words before we uh wrap this up? Um, no, I'm mean, just really looking looking forward to this game a lot. Uh, it's, like you said, it's good to have a Sunday game again. Um, I think it's, we only have I think two or three one o'clock Sunday games the whole season. Yep, we have three. Uh, one of them, two of them against Washington, and another one okay. against the Cardinals. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're not top. That slot's not top of the power rankings, but. You know, good to toss in there for change of pace once in a while. And, uh, better than a Monday night. So, absolutely. Uh, we got a with a couple more prompt time games, uh, but I think they're all Sundays. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I'd be happy with it. But uh, this is this has been episode. I think I said thirteen. Uh, 13. The Nelson uh, Aguilar episode, if you will. Um, Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yada, 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 leave us a review as always and tell us your favorite color. Um, and then to say we're, just say we're good so other people can listen to us and, uh, you know, get the word out that the uh, the link lineup is here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, like, comment, subscribe. Tell me what you think about the hat. I like the hat. I just got the hat. It looks good. I like that. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you. Uh, supposed to have it before I left for Tampa. Didn't have it. Kind of sad. Got the shirt, though. That's all that matters. Um, but yeah, like, comment, subscribe. Um, and share with a friend. Um, and follow us on all socials at the link lineup. I haven't been posting anything on TikTok because I have no idea what to post, but I'm going to come up with something soon and hopefully it takes off. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, uh, follow. Follow Josh at the pre two on Twitter or X and then follow me at Cardiac Chase. Until next time, thank you as always. Go birds. Go birds.